Hey, 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 hello everybody, welcome to the Phoenix Social Ramble. Uh, this is where I just simply speak my mind, sometimes I speak about rubbish. Every now and then I'll probably speak about uh, stuff that really does make sense and um, we'll get, we'll probably give you knowledge and get your, your thinking bones uh, flexing, if bones do flex, I don't know if bones do flex or not. So I don't know how frequently I'm going to be doing this, but I'll try to make it probably once a week, if not bi-weekly. Depends on the schedule I have, because I already do have a busy schedule now. So I'll try away to to release one whenever I can. All right, let me see what's been happening. Let me start with the news. This stuff that's been happening this week. Uh, Donald Trump is in the USA I mean he's in the UK um, You know Donald Trump is a funny one Because you know you get politicians that Politicians well I, I personally believe that all politicians lie But then you get Politicians like Theresa May She lies yeah she lies But when she Backtracks on her lies You know you, you really have to pay attention To really see that oh yeah now she's backtracking Now she's changed this And she most most times, not always, most times she'll have like a valid reason for changing her mind about the particular thing and then, you know, going saying, oh, now I'm doing this, now I'm no longer going for this thing. You know, when she began the Brexit, she says, we either in or we out, there's no middle ground. <clears throat> and then a little later on, she had to say, oh, yeah, there should really be a middle ground, and, you know, because circumstances pushed her to that. You, you can sort of understand that sort of lie that, you know, it's circumstance. You, you have to. I mean, circumstances force you to lie. But then there's Donald Trump. See, what Donald Trump does is it's just blatant lying. Like, there's no rules anymore when, when he, where he's concerned. He just simply says stuff and then blatantly denies having said this stuff. Because before he came to London, he had uh, <clears throat> called the... Uh, the print the Meghan Markle nasty in the interview he did with the Sun, and then not long after he goes on Twitter completely denies it. I mean, there's evidence. There's a recording by the Sun of him calling her nasty, and then he simply turns around and says, "No, he didn't say that." You see that? For me, that simply just discredits him and makes me as an individual simply lose hope in politics and especially with him being the leader of the free world he's meant to be setting some sort of example for the rest of the world leaders to say hey you know this guy he's from the the western pro- from the western world where civilization is the norm democracy is the norm and reasoning happens there you know leaders are held accountable if a leader does or say something he's held to account you know it's not just a free for all where leaders do whatever they want and there's just no consequences so for me donald trump it really is demotivating so a few of the prominent uh, activists in london have uh, have gathered together to march i think seventy-five thousand people showed up to london to protest against Trump, which which is a noble idea, but I don't think it will do anything 
worthwhile. I mean, it's not going to make Trump say, oh, no, 75,000 people in London came out to protest against me, so I should change my way. I don't think he's going to do that. He's still going to be Donald Trump. He's still going to be a douchebag. He's still going to be a liar. He's still going to be misogynistic. He's still going to be a racist. He's still going to be a provocateur. All those things, you know, it's just simply not not going to change who he is. So uh, I feel maybe it's a bit pointless even discussing him or even, <clears throat> you know, spending that much energy on him. But hopefully, uh, with the uh, USA 2020 election, they are next year, right? 2020. No, it can't be 2020. Has Donald Trump been in office for five years already? Is he leaving next year? I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> with the next, whenever the next USA elections are, they have... Um, Bernie Sanders, yeah, Bernie Sanders is up. He's in the running for the presidential elections for the USA. Yeah, so Bernie Sanders is in the running. Hopefully, he can get elected. Wouldn't it be just nice if uh, Bernie Sanders got elected and uh, Elizabeth Warren was uh, his. Uh, assistant or vice president wouldn't it wouldn't just that be wonderful for the world you have a strong out and out socialist running the free world and uh, we have a social democrat right next to him holding his hand because for me that gives me hope for the usa that gives me hope for the free world that if the you if the citizens of the uk i mean the usa can get they act together and vote for those two because I genuinely believe that Bernie Sanders will have some solutions to the social injustices that are occurring currently in America because it really is not right that the 1% has so much more than the other 99% or the rest of the 99% it's, it's just it doesn't make any sense to me and then you get Americans, they're at the forefront of voting for these uh, capitalistic laws or these capitalistic politicians. And this, this is the fallacy for me of the, this so-called American dream, that you get Americans have been programmed or been propagated again to that everybody is somehow equal or everybody will somehow one day attain this so-called American dream. Everybody will one day make it big and become a billionaire, which which is highly unlikely that every citizen in America will become a billionaire. But yet they all seemingly believe this, genuinely believe that, that one day they'll all become billionaires. So it's against their very own interest for them to vote against these, <clears throat> to vote against politicians that, to vote, or to vote for politicians that will introduce more socialistic uh, policies because they believe that that's going to be against them. They want to reduce taxes. They want to reduce government interference. They want more privatization. They want more personal equity and so on and so on. And they believe that if Bernie Sanders or your Jeremy Corbyn or your Elizabeth Warrens ever get into power, this will work against them because they'd be supposedly billionaires or millionaires by then, which is a fallacy in itself. It really, really, because it makes no sense. I was reading the other day that the amounts, firstly, for medical care that Americans pay because of 
the medical system is mainly a private is privatized. The amounts are ridiculous. That it's just simply ridiculous. It's it's unsustainable. And then you get the tuition fees. Those are also ridiculously high. So it, it just simply doesn't make sense to me. How are the poorest of the poor voting in these capitalists whose policies are going to inevitably work against them? How is that in their favor or to their benefit? It doesn't make any sense to me. And then you have the working class, the working man, shouting their heads off in, in the rallies of the likes of Donald Trump, a clear capitalist, a clear self-obsessed or self-centered capitalist, and they somehow believe that this is the guy who's going to bring solutions to all the economic problems. I seriously doubt it. Donald Trump has a terrible track record with workers that work for his real estate companies, for his hotels. Why now would it all of a sudden change and suit the agenda of the workers? It, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And you get a, a candidate like Bernie Sanders, who's been consistent ever since we've heard of Bernie Sanders. I heard of, well, I didn't hear of him in the 80s because I was a baby in the 80s. But I've read up on him and I've looked him up. He's, he's, his policies have remained the same. He's been consistent right throughout. He wants to bring social health care. He wants to hold the big fat cats in Wall Street accountable. He wants to bring socialist policies into parliament or whatever they call parliament in the USA. These are policies that will benefit the working class. He's not going to bring... I haven't heard him talk about I'm not going to say he's not going to do it, but I haven't heard him talk about radical environmental changes, which seemingly most workers in the USA seem to be worried about, that, oh, they're going to close the coal mines, the steel factories. But eventually that has to be done. But I haven't heard him say he's going to introduce radical uh, reforms for environmental purposes. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. Maybe I just haven't read up on it or I haven't heard that. But for me, it simply makes more sense to elect a candidate like your Bernie Sanders, your Elizabeth Warren, that will progress the agenda of the working class. And also, over here in the UK, it is, I'm also a bit disappointed because we had Jeremy Corbyn as the opposition, and you kind of hoped that he would have done something now to further the agenda of the working class. But he's had his hands tied with this whole Brexit thing. It's just a nightmare for him. It's a nightmare for those of us that had placed so much hope in him. But uh, hopefully, this election, even though I don't see how an election, because all the available data clearly suggests that the United Kingdom is split down the middle. Whatever election they, take, they, have, they hold, the results are simply still going to be the same. It's either going to be 52-48 split, and that's not really going to do anything to change the current status quo, so I don't know. But anyway, to carry on, to get on with the podcast, oh yeah, Liverpool, champions of Europe, guess that's a consolation, boring, boring, boring final against Tottenham Hotspurs. Yeah, you... I don't know who I wanted to win in that final. I kind of feel bad for Spurs. Who haven't? I don't remember Spurs winning anything since I've been watching football. 
Admittedly, I haven't been closely following them, but I would have seen something. Surely I would have seen something, but nothing's happened. Spurs lost, Liverpool won. Hooray for Mane. Hooray for Salah. Hooray for Origi. Yeah, for winning. Um, Trent Alexander also winning. For being a teenager and being involved in two consecutive finals and winning it, they hooray for him. Let's see what also happened this week. Uh, the USA is demanding social media information now to get it to grant visas. That's, you know what, I want to say, oh, that's shocking or that's surprising, but I really don't think it is. Clearly, that's the direction we're heading. Surely, we must have all realized that eventually, this all this information we're entering into the into social media somebody's eventually going to ask for it and claim it's to protect or something like that it was inevitable that that was going to happen so i put up a post on twitter about parents who've plastered social media with pictures of the children because what that then means is that various government entities or these social media companies these transnational companies now have facial, facial or they now have um, what am I <laughs> they now have pictures of your child which means now they can that's just a database of your child now already stored for governments you know so if in any future event your child has now forgotten the um, privacy rights which is a bit of a bummer, isn't it? Yeah, so that's that. Uh, yeah, I've already spoken about Trump. Yeah, so in other news, um, the military in Sudan has gone back on its word on uh, handing over power to civilian rule. You know, this is the thing. I was involved in it with an argument a while back with another guy in Twitter on Twitter about blaming African leaders for African problems. Sure, African leaders also play a role in African problems, but I don't think they're the sole cause. Surely just one individual cannot be responsible for the madness that happens in Africa. Because if you read carefully about this uh, story out of Sudan, you've got all these these international big powerhouses all having vested interest in Sudan. Because firstly, it's just, it's just a weird story all around because the start of the story is um, Mr. Bashir, I might be pronouncing his name wrong, but the former president of Sudan uh, sort of like wanted an army to rule over Sudan and fight his battles, so he just hired all these gangs. So he just scattered gangs all over the country and then he paid them, simply gave them, he paid them by giving them guns to to fight his enemies or fight his battles for him their payment was guns and so by giving them these guns he basically told them that yeah man go out there fight my battles for me and then you can loot my enemies and all that sort of stuff and eventually you know so these these aren't it's not a united army it's just different gangs that have been given power and now they simply turned against him so these aren't like patriotic guys they don't really care about the country they only care about money so now you have these countries like uh, Saudi Arabia 
um, the Emirates, Qatar, France to some extent, the USA to a lesser extent. Now they're all supporting different factions of this army and they're all funding different factions of this army. So clearly these guys all have different agendas that they want to push in Sudan. So this is where the conflict comes from or where the conflict comes in. It's not a united front. Nobody has similar agenda that they want. Everybody has different agendas that they want to push in Sudan. So there's clearly going to be conflict. It's, so it will be unfair to say this one individual is, in, is responsible or Sudan itself is responsible because clearly Sudanese are not responsible for this. Sudanese cannot match the powerhouses of Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, they're just pouring money in, millions and millions of dollars into, into these guys. The, Qatar, the Qataris also have similar deep pockets. Saudi normal Sudanese don't have these kind of funds. So clearly, they're in a disadvantage. And the, the result is inevitably going to be this chaos that we have currently in Sudan. So until Sudanese are allowed to sort out the problems of Sudanese, these are the sort of, or Africans as a whole, are allowed to sort out problems of Africans. These are going to be the problems that are going to occur. And by me saying that Africans should sort out African problems, I'm not absolving these um, foreign powers of, them, of the, the crimes that they committed in Africa, they clearly still have a role to play in repatriating the wealth and repatriating the resources and empowering the, these nations. Clearly, these nations are not going to miraculously become powerful overnight. They have to be supported, they have to be propped up, and they have to be taught the way that they go, they too, or they have to be shown the way to eventually also attain the sort of liberation that we're talking about in the Western world. So, yeah, that's it. And then, let's see what else happened. South Africa, home country South Africa. Yeah, I found a video in South Africa. I don't know how I'm going to play. Let me see if it will play here. Internet's a bit shitty. So that's a clip I found from the South African Parliament. Um, basically, to describe what's happening in the clip, uh, the, the African National Congress, which is the centre-left party in South Africa, is singing in unison with the EFF, which is some say the far left, but I'm going to say for the purposes of this program here, yeah, the left party are singing in unison in Parliament after having passed the um, land reform bill in South Africa which is a good thing for socialism, a good thing for South Africa, when we have two strong um, socialistic-orientated parties that are so predominant in the South African parliament, which is why we now see things like the land reform bill being passed in South Africa. And, you know, I re I'm reading somewhere that people, some people saying that the issue of land reform in South Africa is some sort of race war. That couldn't be further from the truth. I don't understand how can it be a race war. Because the fact remains that land was taken or resources were taken from normal South Africans due to colonialism, then further on apartheid, 
So clearly, repatriation has to be done. There has to be reform, and it cannot be. Once again, like it, the case of the U.S., you cannot have a select few owning all the resources or majority of the resources of the country. That is clearly unsustainable because eventually the, the, the working class or the, the many that, that do not have will eventually revolt against the few that do have. So I don't know how far this land reform thing will go because it's been discussed for 25 years now and there seemingly is no solution. I don't know what the solution is. Hopefully with the um, cooperation they'd be able to sort it out and see if they can eventually bring hope to the citizens of South Africa yeah so I don't know I also read up on a lady here let me just quickly find her name uh, she's an Irish lady who during apartheid uh, she was working in I think it was a supermarket in Ireland and um, this supermarket sold South African goods during apartheid South Africa and this lowly lady decided that no, 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 no she's not checking out from a counter she's not going to check out South African goods and her firm or the company, the store that she worked for suspended her and then her and a union she worked for a union in Ireland called uh, Idatu the Irish I don't I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna try I forgot what the union stands for but the lady's name was Mary Manning and this was in July 19th 1984 so you know I like Ireland I've always liked Ireland you know it gets a bad rap it stood by South Africa it stood by most African countries against apartheid it speaks against racial marginalization so it's it's, it's an awesome it's a pretty good country also a good place to visit. I myself also am planning a trip to Ireland pretty soon. I'm not sure when. I also read, you know what, I'm not going to discuss this now. This this douchebag, King Leopold of Belgium. This guy was just first grade asshole, first grade douchebag. But I'm not going to go into detail on him right now because it's just simply too frustrating. And I'll probably butch it up. But yeah, anyway, that's my ramble for today. There was really no order for today. I just wanted to see how this will go. Maybe next week or whenever I do the next one, I'll have some order and do a bit more research and deliver more information. Anyway, thank you for listening. Peace.